بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولائنا الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وبعد اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما يا كريم All right, we, inshallah we continue with our درس التفسير our weekly درس التفسير and we are doing جزء عمة and we are inshallah going to complete سورة البلد بإذن الله today <coughs> we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from us this, this عمل الصالح and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the month of the Qur'an to make the Qur'an beneficial to us and it cleanses our hearts and draws us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Fakku raqabah aw it'amun fi yawmin zi masghabah yatiman zha maqrabah aw miskinan zha matrabah ثم كان من الذين آمنوا وتواصوا بالصبر وتواصوا بالمرحمة أولئك أصحاب الميمنة والذين كفروا بآياتنا هم أصحاب المشأمة عليهم نار مؤصدة They did not traverse this difficult path what is this tr- difficult path? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then goes on. We said, وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ That if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ Then he's going to give us the answer in the next ayat. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts giving us the answer. The first one is, فَكُّ رَقَبَةً This is what الْإِقْتِحَامَ الْعَقَبَةً is. This is what to pass through, the, the, يعني, the, to traverse and to tread over the difficult path. What is it? It's فَكُّ رَقَبَةً الْفَكْوَ is to free. And الرَقَبَة is Essentially, a slave. I think in the translation it says, "This is the freeing of a slave." And this, the slave was called al-raqaba. Is because Subhanallah, they used to in in the days of the slaves, they used to shackle them around their necks. Al-raqaba is essentially the neck. فَإِنَّ سُبْحَانَ then it became known as al-raqaba. Even though, يعني, if the slave after that wasn't shackled by their neck, they were still called al-raqaba. يعني غلب عليه الاسم. The اسم is. Is, is this because this is how they used to shackle them, subhanAllah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, one of the ways of traversing this difficult path is 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 to free a slave. And subhanAllah, this can have three meanings. It can have three meanings. The first one is, يعني, if, if you owned a slave, or if, if, if they were owned by others and you purchased them and then you set them free. You purchased them and then you had them, you, you, you were the owner of a slave. You're a slave owner, and you said, Khalas, I set you free for the sake of Allah, you're a free person. Or, مثلاً, you buy it like Abu Bakr Siddiq anhu, in the time of Mecca, he purchased مثلاً, Bilal ibn Rabah. He purchased him. He was a slave to Umayyah ibn Khalaf. And this is a way of Fakkuraqaba. And this also includes Al Kitaba. Maybe a lot of the brothers don't know what Al Kitaba is because in these days there's no slaves. There's no slaves. And the way that slaves are. Yani gained is methylene through war. But there's no slaves these days. As in the old yani in the days of the Prophet وسلم, and even a little bit after that, the slaves were subhanAllah were still in existence. And Islam came, Yahuth. 
he encouraged them to free the slaves and to make them and there was great rewards associated with it and one of these ways was called al-kitaba al-kitaba and al-kitaba is essentially where the, the slave owner and the slave they agree with one another for method and the slave owner they don't want to lose their money but they, they want to set the slave free subhanallah this gives them an option it's called al-kitaba they agree with the slave that the slave will work outside of what the master يعني, requires them to for an amount of money. For they'll earn a living outside of what they have to do for their master. And slowly, slowly they'll pay off what their master paid for them. And once they pay off what the يعني, they pay off their slavery essentially. For, and this is called Al Kitab. And you can just go to the books of Al Fiqh. You go to Al Books of Al Fiqh and you'll see, subhanAllah. That this kitaba is 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 legitimate. Subhanallah, bab al-riq. You'll see that this al-kitaba and ahkam al-kitaba. And Subhanallah, one of the ways of freeing a slave is, مثلاً, you pay if they if they have agreed with their master, you 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 agree to pay them the kitaba, the money of the kitaba. You give it to the slave, and he passes it on to his his master, and then the master sets him free. And the master sets him free. So this is a way of fakkuraqaba. So this is the first call. Yani the the most the one that comes to mind immediately is fakkuraqaba is to free a slave. And then the second one was يعني, to free a prisoner of war. To free a prisoner of war. Mathalan, the Muslims were at war and some of the, the the Mujahideen were captured and subhanAllah the Kuffar put a ransom on them. If you want to take these, if you want to bring have these these prisoners back, you must pay a ransom. And if you pay, one of the ways of setting them free is to pay this ransom. And usually they'll put a great price on it. Subhanallah, the person who, who who frees a slave, مثلاً, Subhanallah, is very difficult. This is why it's called Subhanallah, because Subhanallah, you don't do this. You don't do this kind of thing, except if you have strong iman in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Except if you have strong iman in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and you know that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, because you're essentially giving your money away. If you're giving, setting a slave free. Then, subhanAllah, you're losing. You're no longer, you paid money for this, you're losing. So, you, know, you don't do this except for a higher purpose. You know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is rewarding you and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you better than this. For whoever does something for the sake of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him better than this. Or, Mathan, you pay this, this great ransom, you pay this great ransom, for you're losing a lot of money in this case. So, this is, subhanAllah, considered as something very difficult for some people to do. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is iqtiham al aqaba. But to go through this, you must you must know why you're doing this. Like we said, a strong iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you and recompense you in this world and in the hereafter. In this world and more importantly, in the hereafter. And the third qawl is, is general. They said, Janet, to free and to free and save yourself from the punishment of the hellfire. Uh, subhanallah, yani in the days of Ramadan, the Prophet ﷺ, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sets free people from the hellfire every night of Ramadan. Fahiyya, subhanallah, if you've been destined for the hellfire and, and, and if you do the things which which disobe, yani in disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then essentially you're going to be you're going to be yani shackled to the hellfire, subhanallah. until you free yourself. By avoiding the sins and doing the things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with and the righteous states. For this is a way of freeing yourself. But the most correct one is the first two because that's what comes to mind. That's what comes to mind. And we're talking about subhanAllah the rights of others here as, as the context of the ayat will also show. فِي 
you're feeding, you give people food on a day of masraba. On a day of the masraba. Or it'amun fi yawmin zi. We said, remember, zi and du and that is possessive. Yani, mathalan, we say someone is du shaja'a or du tool or du... These are things which are associated with this person. For what we're saying about the, in this yawm, what's so special about this yawm is that it is the masraba. It is the masraba. And al masraba essentially is, yani, extreme famine. Is extreme famine, hunger, and there's a lack of food. Subhanallah, generally speaking, is is a great virtue to feed the people, subhanAllah. And maybe we don't get this opportunity so much in this country. There's not that many masakin. But feeding, feeding the food and, and inviting your brother over to, to share your food with you, this is virtue. But the virtue is greater when what? When they are in need. When they are greatly in need, and al fuqara al masakin, and 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 people that just generally there's no food, but feeding them when they are hungry and destitute, yani is greater in its virtue. Is greater in its virtue. We're not saying that ta'am al ta'am is not, but Allah subhanahu wa taala has specifically specified ta'am al ta'am in this instance when people are the most need of food. For here, it's a difficult path to tread because a famine in a famine, food is generally subhanallah very precious. Food is generally very precious. You see better than poor people around you, and you may think you have a family, you think, subhanAllah, my family is, is awla with this food. For to spend it in charity in a time of great famine is very difficult to do. Is very difficult to do. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving food away, giving food away in subhanAllah in the times of great famine. Like we said, it'am is 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 recommended in all other times. For method and even not doesn't necessarily have to be for the poor people. Method and your relatives or whoever you invite them for food with the intention of method and maintaining ties of relationship, then this is this is fadila, this is virtue. But subhanAllah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned here it'amun fi yawmin the masraba when the food is 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 scarce. And there's a famine going around and people are desperate. And then you give away something which is most yani, beloved to you. You give something away which is most beloved to you and which will keep you nourished and make you survive. You give this to someone else. You think of someone other than yourself. Who do you feed? Yatiman <laughs> The maqraba again the the and the and and the they're all they're all the same thing it just depends if you do Arabic grammar it depends on the position of the in the sentence if it's here and there's something preceding it then it'll be the and if it's something preceding it will be the and if it's something preceding like marfur like marfur and mansub and majroor if you've done any nahuf this is the same thing for here the first one was the masqaba this one is the maqraba yatim and al-yatim, I think we all know what al-yatim is, is the orphan. In English, they translate it as the orphan, al-yatim. But you know, the definition is different. In, in the West, the yatim is someone whose both their parents have died, and that's not the case in Islam. This is a yatim, the one whose father has died before they have reached the age of maturity, even if their mother is still alive, for both male and female, a, a girl or a boy. That their father dies before they have reached the age of maturity. Because once they reach the age of maturity, they are no longer considered as orphans because they can fend for themselves. 
they can fend for themselves and they can go out and they can seek the rizq and they, they can make a living for themselves. So here again, subhanAllah, the common misconception is if their mother died as well and the father is still alive, they are still considered, they are not considered as orphans. And the mother is, is died and the father is still alive, then they are not considered as orphans because, subhanAllah, this is based on you know, the true family upbringing where the father is the breadwinner. First, subhanAllah, you know, the father is, is, is the one who gives them their rizq and Allah subhanAllah you know, has made their rizq easy through the father. For when the father dies, there's no one to spend on them and no one to nurture them. Even if, if the mother مثلاً, was working and the father had, had died, he's still considered as an orphan because the mother is not the natural breadwinner. The mother is not the natural breadwinner. The maqraba, for what's the description of this yatim, is that he is the maqraba. Al-qarib is essentially one of your family relationships. For this yatim is in your family. This yatim is in your family. Always, subhanAllah, simply being an orphan, being an orphan, which is not the maqraba, for they are deserving of a sadaqat, of food and necessities and otherwise. And al-infaq ala al-yateem, who is not the maqraba, who is not close to you, is subhanAllah, is, 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 is great virtue in it, within itself. As when he becomes the maqraba, if they are orphans and they are from your, within your family, whether it be extended or otherwise, and they are even more deserving of the sadaqat because subhanallah maintaining the ties of relationship الرحم, is obligatory is obligatory subhanallah especially if they your family مثلاً, are poor and destitute and to maintain ties of relationship with them by giving them sadaqat there's greater virtue you have joined between the sadaqah and you have joined between salat al-rahim so you get the ajr on two fronts you get the ajr inshallah on two fronts but who subhanallah the the one who يعني we say the one who, who who joins between these two characteristics يعني they are yatim and they are a close relationship then spending upon them is from اقتحام العقبة if you spend on them in the time of, of المجاعة in the time of, of, of المسغبة or the extreme hunger أو إطعام في يوم ذي مصغبة يتيما ذا مقربة أو مسكينا ذا متربة أو مسكينا you either feed the yatim or you feed the miskin مسكينا this time ذا again description of the miskin not just any miskin ذا متربة المسكين is the one يعني they don't have قوت the قوت قوته أو قوت عياله they don't have the قوت يعني the the provision for themselves or for their family and they don't have it it's ma'doom completely not there this is what the miskin is there's nothing there they don't have it whereas the faqir they might have some quot but it is not sufficient the faqir they might have some quot but it is not sufficient but the miskin as they say miskin there's nothing there nothing there for always subhanallah and what is it what is it what is the characteristic of this miskin who doesn't have anything the matraba the, the, the turab is dirt for his Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing them as the matraba and this can mean and the first one the first qawl is that they are so poor that they do not possess anything that they do not possess anything except the dirt under their feet except that the dirt that they work on they, they walk on this is pretty much subhanallah what they possess well, they have no food and, and very little clothes and no possessions 
يعني just the dirt essentially ذا مطربة يعني it's a way of saying that this person is absolutely destitute absolutely destitute they have nothing or it could be as المفسرون as ابن كثير said that they are so poor and that they are so weak that they are unable to lift themselves up from the dirt يعني essentially they are stuck to the dirt they are lying down this is how how hungry they may be and how weak they may be فهو سبحان الله who, who thinks about these people in the time of a, of a مصغبة who is thinking about these people in the times of a famine, in the times of a masghaba. This is why feeding such people is from iqtiham al-aqaba. It's from iqtiham al-aqaba. Aw it'amun fi yawmin zi masghaba yatiman dha maqraba aw miskinan dha matraba ثُمَّ كَانَ مِنَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالصَّبْرِ وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالْمَرْحَمَةِ That means these people who اقتحموا العقبة, who trod and traversed this difficult path, that, that, that they freed the slaves and they fed the, the yatim and the miskin on a day of يعني, مصغبة, on a day of extreme hunger and extreme poverty. This is not only what they did. They are not only kind and generous, to the orphans and the poor, but they also possess iman in everything that is obligatory upon them to believe in. Then they were from those. And this thumma, be careful of this thumma. We're going to come to this, inshallah. Pay attention to this thumma. Thumma in the Arabic language means and then. They did something and then something else. It's in order. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying they, they believe they had, they had iman in the things which they were obliga- obligated to believe in. They amanu billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi wal yawmil akhiri wal qadar khayrihi wa sharrihi as per the hadith of Jibreel alayhi salam. It's not just to, mathan, just to have tasdeeq, just to believe in the heart. For the heart also has to have actions attributed to it. So they believed and this was enacted in their actions. So mathan, you can't say I, I believe in Allah and, then, and I believe in the six pillars of iman and then you don't pray mathan, or you don't give zakat or you don't give and you say iman is in my heart and well, this is batil. This is batil. For iman must be associated with actions. Yeah, this is what drove them. This is what drove them to perform these good deeds and to traverse this difficult path, this iqtihamul aqaba. What was it? It was their iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and the things which are obligatory for them to, to believe in. Subhanallah, you have to be careful here for the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala proceeded with what? He said, For they freed the slaves and they had it'am, they, they fed them yatim and they fed them miskin. And then he says, This doesn't mean, subhanAllah, that the, 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 the actions came before the iman. For the iman must be there present before the actions. And this is the difference between the kafir and the mu'min. For the, the kafir, they will do good deeds. They will feed the poor and they will free the slaves and they will do many good things. Because what is the problem with them? Is that they have no iman. There's no iman in their heart. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will only reward them in this dunya and in the akhirah they will have nothing. They will have nothing. Whereas the mu'min, this is the iman. When the iman is coupled with these good days, this is what makes it valid and makes it acceptable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, it is a condition of good days being accepted that there is iman in the heart. There is belief in the heart. Otherwise, you become just like a kafir. So if there's no iman in the heart and you're doing these deeds, then subhanAllah, there's you're essentially a kafir. Because the kafir does these deeds and there's no iman in their heart. The iman is the difference. What did they do? 
And this goes to show, subhanAllah, that Iman must be accompanied with action. Al-Iman and then Tawasaw bil-Sabri wa Tawasaw bil-Marhama is actions. So the first thing that they did was Tawasaw bil-Sabr. They advised one another upon patience. They encouraged each other upon patience. And we know that patience is of three categories. The first one is the patience upon the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They encouraged each other upon the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the second one is the patience upon leaving the disobedience of Allah from staying away from the ma'asi. This also requires a level of patience. Sometimes the shahawat are very strong. The shahawat are very strong, subhanAllah. And if you don't control them and have patience over them in avoiding these things, then you will fall into sin. Third type of patience is the patience upon the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is the patience upon the decree, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed from you, from the things which are difficult to accept. If you want to see all of these three three levels of sabr, you will just need to look at the Prophet wasallam, and that all of these three were found in the Prophet wasallam, and everyone who follows him wasallam, For the patience upon the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he fought in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he called to the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he called to the da'wah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he was harmed in both and they plotted to kill him and they exiled him from Mecca and here, this is a patience upon the obedience of Allah. Otherwise, the person, if they didn't have patience upon the da'wah, مثلا, they would just abandon it. Say, why do I have to go through these hardships? Why do I have to go through these hardships? It's only the patience in, 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 on the, upon the ibadah, which is, which is praiseworthy. And then the second one is patience upon living the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh, whereas the Prophet sallallahu he was a leader. He was a leader. He could say anything to the sahaba. But subhanAllah, he was patient, subhanAllah. He did not he did not betray anyone and he did not lie to anyone and he did not deceive anyone. Although, subhanAllah, if you're in a position of leadership, it's very easy for you to do this. It's very easy for you to do this, yet he did not do this. But this is the sabr upon the leaving of, of the disobedience of Allah. And then the third one is patience upon the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The harm that was directed at him and the death of his, of, of his, of his wife Khadija who was the most beloved of his wives, and the death of his children, Ibrahim and Al-Qasim, and Al-Tayyib and Al-Tahir, all of them died in his in his lifetime, and even Um Kulthum, his daughter, died in his lifetime. All of these are very difficult for a person to accept, subhanAllah, and you have to be patient. You have to be patient at the harms, yani the, the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this dunya. Tawasaw bil-sabri wa tawasaw bil-marhama. They advised one another, yani to have mercy on, on one another, yani to do good towards others. Subhanallah, to all of the khalq, to all of the khalq, yani the, the, the people, first of all, starting with the people, yani those closest to you, the parents and the children, and the siblings and the aunts and the uncles and the, and the grandparents. So all of these people, all of these people, they deserve rahmah, subhanAllah, yani giving them what they need, yani the people generally speaking, and subhanAllah, those closest to you, those closest to you as well. And subhanAllah, giving them what they need, method, having mercy on them, and from the biggest yani, aspects of mercy is to educate them and to give them the knowledge of Islam and what what is required to save them from the hellfire. And then yani, after that is is their necessities, their food and their, their clothing and their, their mask. They love for their brothers and this is what they love for themselves. And then the Mufassirun even said that this even extends to having mercy. That they have mercy even on the animals. He said, even when you slaughter an animal, he said, make sure your blade is sharp. Slaughter your animal, make sure the, the animal doesn't suffer with the blunt blade. And even the animals, that a person uses them and they, they serve a purpose for them. 
methane and the horses that they ride or the cows that they get milk from or the sheep that they take their wool from or the donkeys that they ride or the animals the bahaim that they benefit from subhanallah they're even even extending rahmah to them method and feeding them what they need and giving them and grooming them and all of this is a form of rahmah but this is from rahmah and then as the prophet sallallahu alaihi have rahmah, have mercy on those on the ard. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one in the sama, yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have mercy on you. Usually a lot of people, they use this hadith, irhamu man fil ardi, irhamukum man fil sama. And they use it, subhanAllah, to promote, to promote, subhanAllah, deviant beliefs like humanism and where we are all one, we are all humans as one. And then we say we, we, we have rahmah to the khalq without compromising the core tenets of our aqidah. We don't compromise the core elements of our aqidah. We maintain our aqidah and we have mercy on the people. For yes, we have mercy, but we hold we uphold our principles. If we do good towards the people, then we do good towards the people because our aqidah is what tells us to do this. The ones who did all of these things before. What is their recompense? They did all of these things. They are now from Ashabul Maymana. They are the companions of the right. But they will receive, yani, meaning that they will receive their, yani, their, their book of deeds, Yawm Al-Qiyamah, in their right hand. That they will receive the book in their right hand. فَأَمَّا مَنْ أُوْتِيَ كِتَابَهُ بِيَمِينِهِ فَسَوْفَ يُحَاسَبُ حِسَابًا يَسِيرًا وَيَنْقَلِبُ إِلَىٰ أَهْلِهِ مَسْرُورًا They will have an easy hisab. Is that an easy hisab? Allah will establish that they committed such and such sins, but He will forgive them on that day. He will forgive them that day and whom they will, He will enter them into paradise. فَسَوْفَ يُحَاسَبُ حِسَابًا يَسِيرًا وَيَنْقَلِبُ إِلَىٰ أَهْلِهِ مَسْرُورًا And they will return to their family in Jannah in, in elatedness. In elated, they will be elated and they will be happy. فَأُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ الْمَيْمَنَةِ They will be the people of the right. وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِآيَاتِنَا هُمْ أَصْحَابُ الْمَشْأَمَةِ And this is now the opposite. يعني those who disbelieved in the signs and the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what he revealed of the Qur'an and otherwise. وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Rejected, turned away. نَبَذُوهُ وَرَاءَ ظُهُورِهِمْ Put it behind their backs, paid it no attention. كَفَرُوا بِآيَاتِنَا What is their recompense? هُمْ أَصْحَابُ الْمَشْأَمَةِ They put these things behind their back and they did not traverse the difficult path. What is their, what is their, what is their recompense? They didn't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. كَفَرُوا Nor did they perform the righteous deeds. Nor were they merciful to the, to the khalq. They didn't do any of these. They didn't do اقتحام العقبة. For what is their recompense? والذين كفروا بآياتنا هم أصحاب المشأمة. هم أصحاب المشأمة. And this هم is is added there for emphasis. فهو the ayah is correct if 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 it was just if it just said والذين كفروا أصحاب المشأمة. It is correct. But when Allah سبحانه وتعالى said هم, He's saying them. Allah سبحانه repeats the pronoun once more. Tawkid, it's an emphasis. They are truly the companions of the Mash'ama. They are truly the companions of the Mash'ama. Hum, Ashabul Mash'ama. And al Mash'ama, 
yani they said yani şu'um essentially in the Arabic language is is a calamity. But a şu'um essentially yani it means a calamity. It means a calamity. And the calamity is that they will receive their books in their left hand. For that that is the calamity. That is a way it is a way of expressing subhanallah the a way of getting their book in their left hand and the result of that will be absolute calamity. Yeah, and they've brought a, a calamity and destruction upon themselves by receiving their books in their left hand. They haven't put forth something for that day which will save them from this calamity, which will save them from this calamity. وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِآيَاتِنَا هُمْ أَصْحَابُ الْمَشْأَمَةِ عَلَيْهِمْ نَارٌ مُؤْصَدًا What will they have on them? They will have nar عَلَيْهِمْ upon them, enclosing them. Is a nar which is mu'sada. Alayhim nar, yani the hell, their recompense will be the hellfire. Will be jahannam wal billah as a result of what they used to do and what they have earned and how they did not traverse the difficult path. They didn't do iqtiham of al aqaba. And al mu'sada alayhim nar, this is a description of the nar which is mu'sada. Yani it is closed. The word as the verb asada means to close or to shut off. Fahiya nar mu'sada. They cannot escape from it, nor will they be taken out of it. Once Jahannam closes its doors, there's no there's no escaping from it. It is closed off. Yani there's no escape, nor will they be taken out by anyone. For they are stuck in there, closed in. Its doors are locked and shut. There will be no escape. And Hatta even the Mufassirun said, it's so closed and it's so sealed off that no fresh air will be allowed to enter nor any bad air or heat will be allowed to escape. That is more so that it's a closed-off environment. It is an environment which is adab upon adab. All right, alhamdulillah, we've finished with this. we finished the tafsir of Surah Al-Balad. And bi'ithnillah, inshallah, next week we'll take Surah Al-Shams. We're starting to go into now the smaller suwar, Surah Al-Alaq and Surah Al-Bayyina. I think they're the only long ones left. And then most of them are very short, inshallah, from this. سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك وجزاكم الله خيرا